0: Hi guys and welcome back to another week, a new episode of So George's. Um, today's episode is gonna be QA. So I put up on my So George's pod Instagram the other day some like a little box for you guys to ask me questions. I've picked out a couple, I think I've got around 10 here that I'm gonna try and answer for you all. So let's just get straight into it. The first question I've got here on my little list is my all time favourite film. What's my all-time favourite film? Um, I've I mentioned this in my previous episode where I was going through all of my favourite films, but I find it very hard to choose just one. But I would have to say The Perks of Being a Wallflower, if I had to choose just one, probably that. The next question is my favourite musical. So I would say my favourite musical is Amelie. It's literally like perfect in my opinion. (laughs) It's a musical set in Paris. It's a rom-com. What more could you want? I love it so much. Um, But I also just absolutely love 42nd Street. 42nd Street is like my comfort musical. Like, I listen to it and I'm like, ah, I love it. Because that's just like quintessential musical theatre to me. That's like sequins and, you know, tap dancing. You could... Sequence and tap dancing that's a pretty poor summary of 42nd street but like that's my dream musical role is to play peggy sawyer wow (laughs) this question i've got here is my favorite artist like my favorite music artist this what this question was on there a couple of times and i don't really have a favorite artist i kind of listen to just i just go by songs like if i like a song i'll add it to my playlist I tend to listen to old music. Um I really love uh 70s and 80s music in particular. I like 60s too, I'm lying, Um and 90s and 20s. I don't know. I like all music. Specifically, if I had to choose one decade, I would say 70s music I probably listen to a lot. I've also lately started listening to a lot of like <laughs> I guess indie music. <laughs> I do hate it, talking about it. Do you know, I've always had a real thing, a real thing about telling people what music I listen to. I don't know why. Um, I never used to tell people. People used to be like, what music do you listen to? Like, who's your favourite artist? And I'd say, like, I'm not, like, I don't have one. I'm not telling you. Like, I just listen to anything. I just listen to anything. Which is kind of true. Um, but it's also not at the same time. I'm going to go on my phone. And I'm going to go and see... I think my most listened to artist is Elton John, if I'm being honest. Okay, so I just checked my Apple Music replay. My most listened to artist for last year was Elton John. And this year so far, my most listened to artist is Harry Styles. Because I'm not even going to lie to you guys. I hadn't listened to Harry Styles' music until like last October maybe I started listening to it. And now Fine Line is one of my favourite albums. And I make new playlists all the time. Like, I have to have... I have so many for different situations and stuff. Like, like you know, they, they say that there are, like, some people that will just make, like, a playlist of what they're listening to at the minute. And then they'll make specific types of, um, like, genres of music as playlists. I do, like, really specific scenarios. So, like, I ha- I'm going to tell you the names of some of them. Because they do make me laugh. So, I've got Driving With Claire... Because that's when I, when, when I go for drives with my mum. It's a playlist I play there. And then I've got OMG They're In Love. Which is like the kind of song they would play in a film when the main characters realise they love each other. <laughs> um, then I've got like <laughs> You're In An Early 2000s Chick Flick. Um, then I've just got like a coming of age movie playlist. Um, existential Crisis. Because you have to have an existential crisis playlist. I've got Feeling Sunny. So just like, you know those days when like the sun's coming in and you're just dancing around, that's cute. Honestly, I do hate talking about my taste in music, I don't know why, it's just like something I've always been like. Back to the point, I don't really have a favourite artist, I mean I suppose it would be, if you're going off most listened to, you'd say Elton John or Harry Styles, but I wouldn't say they're like my favourite artists ever. And I feel like a lot of people that, you know, those people that are like, oh, you only listen to their most popular songs. That's so, like, you're a fake fan, you're a fake fan. Well, first of all, I never said I was a diehard fan. Second, they're their most popular songs for a reason. They're generally the better songs. Um, And just because they're the most popular songs doesn't mean you can't listen to them. But I will literally just go through like if I want to make a if I want new songs and stuff, because I listen to a lot of music, like all the time I'm listening to music. So I get bored of it quite quickly. Um, Like I go through phases where I'll listen to the same five songs and repeat. And then I'll like scroll through Apple Music browsing for ages trying to find new songs. And a lot of the time I'm just adding the most popular songs by that artist. And then if you know, I can go back and do a deeper dive at the time. But I do have like a lot of Yeah. Especially with, like, alternative and, like, indie music. Because I find it all really intimidating. Like, I don't know. (laughs) I find it super intimidating. Like, I don't know where to look or who to look for. But I just go by what I like to listen to. And then, yeah. I hope that answers the question. It doesn't answer it at all. I don't have a favourite artist, is the answer to that question. next question here is what is my favourite book? I would have to say, ooh it's tough, I'm going to say Conversations with Friends by Sally Rooney because I think that's probably the quickest I've read a book um, of that size. Second would be The Perks of Being a Wallflower again um, as the book obviously. I read The Perks of Being a Wallflower in a day and a half and I read Conversations with Friends in maybe three or four days. And I'm so excited for the TV adaptation of it. I can't wait. I don't know why, but there there really was just something about that book that I was just like, I have to read it all. But yeah, that's probably my favourite book, I would say, that I've read. Recently. I change my opinion on my favourite book all the time. It's basically just whatever I've read most recently. Recently. But I have read books since Conversations with Friends and it's still what, you know, I'd still class it as my favourite. The next question is my dream role slash roles. There's one that I have had for years now Um, (laughs) and it sounds so funny. I really have had this thing, if they ever make a live action Tangled or like Rapunzel film, I want to play Rapunzel. When Tangled came out, Oh, for real. I was obsessed with that film. I loved it so much. I still do. I haven't watched it in ages and I need to. Honestly, I just loved... I loved the, like, the character they created for Rapunzel. And I'm not being funny. I've got the green eyes. They're the right shape. There's a picture of me as a baby that looks like her in the film as a baby. So Disney, you know where to find me. I'm here. I'll be waiting. I just honestly... As silly as it sounds, if they make a film, if they make a live-action Tangled and I'm not in it, I will be devastated. (laughs) I literally will be, because since that came out for, like, ten years now, I have been clinging onto that. Like, I wanna, you know, I will play that role. Anyways, this, I guess that leads quite nicely to the next question, which is, did you always want to act? Yeah. Is this... (laughs) That was, that was such a blunt answer, but for as long as I can remember, I've wanted to act. And I think that, you know, I saw Tangled and I was like, yeah, I want to play that role when I'm older. I didn't think, oh, I want to be an actor so I can play that role. Like, it was just a thing. Like, I would just watch a film and be like, yeah, that's the kind of film I'd like to be in when I'm older. Like, it's just something I've always known. So... I did want to be, be a ninja for a brief while, when I was about... <laughs> gonna say seven but i was older than that i don't know i had like little things where i'd be like oh i want to i think every kid says they want to be a teacher when they're in primary school but i did i was like on a bakery for a while i wanted to open a bakery um again like i said ninja for a while but ever since sort of well definitely since into the last kind of half of of primary school because i know i wanted to audition for stage schools quote stage goals when I was going into year seven so I would say pretty much as long as as long as I've been serious about my career and about what I want to do it's been acting or performing arts that I've wanted to do Um, the next question here is have you ever met a celebrity I'm trying to think because I know I've met one and I'm trying to think I feel like I've met another celebrity no Okay, I met RuPaul backstage at 9 to 5 The Musical. Very, very cool. I went with a friend whose mum was in the show. So we got to go backstage and meet RuPaul when he came in to see it. He was with Michelle Visage as well, but I didn't meet her. She was speaking to the cast. But I got to shake his hand. And he wasn't, he wasn't really nice, like, he literally didn't need to give me the time of day, because I was literally nobody in that situation, (laughs) I was just some rando that was like, hi, I'm a big fan, but he, yeah, he was really nice, I got a picture with him, it's on my Insta if you want to check it out, I'm trying to think though, I do feel like, surely I've met another celebrity, but I genuinely haven't, um... I've met, oh no, do you know who I have met? (gasps) I met the Dance Moms girls, and I met Abby Lee Miller, because I did a masterclass. This is what I mean, guys, this is a whole other, I used to be, like, a dancer, I was a dancer, I wasn't even an actor, and, um, me and one of my friends, like, booked onto this Abby Lee Miller ALDC, uh, masterclass, and when she came to London, cool, I wonder when that was, that was probably, like, 20... 14 maybe. Um, And so I met Abby, uh, Maddie, Mackenzie, Kendall and Nia and Gianna and the mums. So Holly and Melissa were there. Was Jill there? I don't know if Jill was there. She was. Wow. Crazy times. But I paid to meet them. So I guess it's like, I didn't, oh no, no I had a free ticket. I was gonna say I paid to meet RuPaul but I didn't because the ticket was free but yeah oh interesting so I have met a celebrity and I do feel like at the back of my head I've met another celebrity but I really can't remember who it is I don't feel like I have I could be just telling lies anyways um the next question is where do you see yourself in five years in five years time I hope more than anything that I am working consistently um As a professional actor in, you know, big films and series. And I'd like to be writing as well. Because obviously I'm an aspiring screenwriter as well. So I'd like to be writing stuff. But that's where I see myself in five years. Basically, you know, all my TikToks, but real. (laughs) And I I was just about to move on to the next question. But I realised I only answered that in terms of, like, professional sense. I'd like to be living away, like, moved out of home. I'd like to have, like, somewhere in London to live. Oh, I guess I would probably be able to afford a house by then, not just a flat, but I don't know, I'd probably just still get a flat if it's just me. Oh, but will it be just me? Yeah, it probably will be. Um, <laughs> and I'd like to have, like, somewhere in LA, I guess, and NYC. LA, NYC, LDN. All the big cities. But yeah, I guess that's where I'd see myself in five years. Scary to think about. Really scary to think about, but really exciting. You know, like the possibility that that might actually happen if I work hard enough. The next question is here. I should have said the next question here is, Do you think your career should be more important than relationships? That's a tough one. That's kind of like La La Land vibes. I think, I don't know, if you're going off la-la land, if I was in that situation, yeah, absolutely, I would have to, you would have to put your career first. If you've worked for something your whole life, I don't know, though, because, you know, why am I just, like, speaking over myself? It's like I'm saying two things at the same time. I've never been in a relationship, you know, I've never been in love with someone, so I can't comment on that, really, because I don't know, I don't know sort of what what you'd be giving up, if that makes sense. Like, I couldn't sit here right now and say, oh, if I was, you know, so happily in in a relationship and I got offered a movie role but we'd have to break up, I'd take, I I don't know, I'd take the movie role. Well, I can't say that because I don't know. But I think it's a balance. I think you have to make sacrifices, for sure. And you certainly have to make compromises as well. But I think it depends. I don't know, it's swings and roundabouts, isn't it? I think at times your career has to be more important than your relationships. If you want to progress in certain certain places at certain times. But you also don't want to put your career first so many times that you lose those relationships with people around you. You know? You don't want to block everybody out. Because you're so focused on your career. But The next question again is one I had on here a couple of times. Which would be just advice for younger actors starting out. I guess I would say for an easy starting point. Just watch as many different things as you can. You know different films, different TV series and plays. Especially if you can find plays online and read plays as well if you can find there's um there's like various different websites you can subscribe to that have whole plays online to read because it can be expensive otherwise but just you know try and take in as much content as you can and then look for either local theater companies or courses and clubs and stuff short courses can be really great a lot of a lot of the drama schools actually that you go to when you're older run short courses but just you know like look into them because some of them are more intended for money making purposes I think but if you find good reviews and you find the right courses definitely look into short courses and you know once you feel comfortable with stuff like that maybe consider getting an agent I had an agent when I was younger I booked one job from it you know which I thought was pretty good (laughs) and I got to go to a few different auditions so I had that experience but yeah it's just little bits and bobs where you can and obviously a lot of it is um what's near you what's accessible to you but it's trying to just find the best route in with what you've got and then obviously once you hit 16 and you are applying for six forms and colleges that's when you can really start looking into um, full-time training but you know what not even at 16 you don't have to do it I I remember I was really really stressed when I was auditioning for Arts Ed at the time so when I was 16 and auditioning for I only auditioned at a handful of places um, but for six form courses I was so stressed because I was like do you know I'm already five years into my education, and I haven't done anything specific to performing arts, I need to go there now, and I need to start training now, and I have to do it all as quickly as I can. And, you know, some people, first of all, some people don't have any training, and they make it in the industry just fine. A lot of people don't have any training until they go to degree. And that's something that I sort of realised and then I calmed down a bit I mean as it happens I went to a sixth form and then I've not ended up doing a degree so I did it the other way around but if you can't you know if it's not something that's accessible to you because you know like I said last week it's still an elitist industry and it's not fair that some people don't have the same opportunities you know it was so so touch and go whether or not I would be able to go to arts because we just simply couldn't afford it And I'm very lucky that we were able to afford it in the end. But it was still a massive financial strain. And if I'm being honest, you know, I felt really guilty about putting that on my parents. So, you know, a lot of the time people don't go until degree level. And that's completely fine. You just have to find what's right for you. And like, not to sound cringy, but the right journey for you. Know, like everybody goes about things in different ways, you just have to find what works. And I am a firm believer in the fact that everything happens for a reason, and you will end up where you're supposed to be if you work hard. So, yeah, I hope that helps. (laughs) And then, this is the last question I've got here, which is Has my perspective of life changed since COVID? I'm obviously, I would have to say yes. I think. I, you know, I think we're all going to appreciate things more and not take the little things for granted. I, do, Honestly, one of the things I'm looking forward to more than anything is just being able to go to London. London's literally my favourite place ever. I love it there so much. Don't ask me why, but I just do. I don't particularly like where I live. There's not much to do and there's not much for me here. I spend most of my time In London but honestly I can't wait to just go and walk around and sit in the park or on South Bank and just enjoy the sun. I'm assuming it's gonna be sunny I don't know why but yeah that's one of the things I'm looking forward to the most. I think also you know if someone asks you to do something I'm never gonna say no to plans as quickly as I normally you know I say that and I probably will but I'm gonna try and say yes to doing more things And I'm just going to, you know, try and do more. Try and do more, I guess. More activities, more days out, more events, things like that. I think, you know, little things as well. About just, you know, really appreciating everything. Really appreciating everything you've got and the people you're with. And the fact that you can spend time with, with friends and family. Like, I haven't, oh, I haven't seen my friends in so long. And I can't wait to go and see them again. It sucks because they're all together. Because they're at uni. So they're all together and I'm here by myself. (laughs) It's the worst. But yeah, so things like that. And like this, you know, the exact same with family stuff. And like different events and gatherings you have with your family. I say family weird so I'm sorry about that. I'm aware of that. But I will say one thing is that, you know... I'm a very fast paced person, I'm always, I always like to be doing something, I like to keep myself busy and so COVID and this lockdown has been a real struggle for me, you know, having to spend time inside, not doing anything, kind of by myself a lot of the time and it's taught me to just slow down a little bit and that you don't always have to be doing something to be productive, sometimes doing nothing is what you need. And I think a lot of people have probably realized that and and had the time to learn that, you know, that sometimes I don't I know we don't always have the privilege of being able to slow down and kick our feet up and relax a little bit. But sometimes it's what we need. And I feel like in general, we're all going to try and find more time to do that and look after ourselves a little bit. I guess that's kind of I feel like I went a little bit off the question there, but I hope I kind of answered it. Ooh, I've just had the worst pins and needles in my leg. I can't feel it. I sit, like, on a chair, like, cross-legged when I film this podcast, and I can't feel my leg. (laughs) It's the worst. Did anyone used to get that in, like, school assemblies? Oh, they used to be horrific, where you'd sit on, like... It was just a concrete floor, let's be real. It was a concrete floor with glaze on it, and they were like, this is the school hall. And I would just sit there, cross-legged in my little loafers. And then they'd go on and on and on for like an hour. And then I'd have a numb leg. And I couldn't walk out of the assembly hall. Embarrassing. So I literally used to shuffle out of the assembly hall sometimes. Like kicking my foot on the floor to try and wake my leg up again. And then you get that really bad pain. Does anyone else get that? Now I'm just going on a ramble about pins and needles. I'm sorry about that. But I feel like this was kind of a shorter one this week. So maybe I'll do a a little bit of a longer episode next week for you all. But I hope that it was interesting to answer those questions. I hope those of you that asked the questions are happy with the answers I gave. <laughs> Again, thank you all for listening. And I'll see you all next week. I hope you have a lovely week. So I'll see you soon. I won't see you, but you'll hear from me. That sounds like a threat, doesn't it? I won't see you, but you'll hear from me. As I was saying, much love to you all. XOXO, so Georges.